Hello, good day everyone, welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I am your host, Kevin Finkel, uh, bright and early this morning for me, joined here by my co-host. Uh, hello everybody, it's uh, Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan. And yeah, how are you doing this morning? Are you awake? Oh, you know, I'm all right. It's uh, kind of just rolled out of bed for this one. Um, Sunday morning <laughs> on a <laughs> nice, nice weekend for me. Um, but yeah, uh, enjoying it. We've got some fun topic to talk about here. Um, no guests this week, but what we wanted to talk about is, you know, a few things going on as well as, um, you know, so we, we, we talk pretty much exclusively about the Pioneer format, but we've been looking at some things going on in other formats, and that's kind of what inspired the topic for today. So the first thing that we've been looking at is that if you guys play on MTGO, which if you're a Pioneer player, it's a decent chance yeah, you are. It's the best um, place to they play. They had something... <laughs> yeah. Well, unless you've got paper, of course. If you've mm. got paper locally, then that's the best place to play. Um, they did something recently, which is kind of like a uh, banlist gauntlet. Um, it's a special event that they're doing right now, so um, we're not we're not trying to advertise this event. We're talking about it in here. I'll, I'll talk about how it ties into Pioneer in a moment. Yeah. What they're basically doing is that people have looked at no banless modern before, and it's like okay, you know, it's pretty chaotic because mm-hmm. you can put like five banned cards in your same deck. You know, you've got Oko and Once Upon a Time and Field of the Dead and you know Mental Misstep, all that stuff in one deck. Um, they are not doing that for this event. What they're doing is they're taking decks. And they're saying, okay, you get one banned card. What's the strongest thing you can do with it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and I thought that's a really cool idea. So what they're doing, you know, you can go and you can play a um, – I probably should have pulled up the ban list. Uh, let me see if I can – I have the link, actually. The I decks. put it in the Discord. Oh, perfect. You, you want to say what some of the decks that they're running are? Like that oh, you, you mean, could run? Oh, you mean, the, like so sorry, you mean the modern ones? No, no, no. Sorry. I thought... Yeah, the modern one. They're playing like eggs. You know, you can play Eldrazi. You can play um, an Oko deck. So, like, there's some interesting things you can do there. Uh, you can play, you know, do they have a Splinter Twin? I want to say they do. Um, they've got a pod deck, you know. So that's kind of cool. And we're kind of like, okay, well, what would a Pioneer version of that look like? So not saying, you know, Pioneer with no ban list, but we're saying Pioneer with you can take one banned card and play it. So like uh-huh. what would a single banned card affect the format? So it's also a kind of view of like, hey, if any of these cards got unbanned, how strong would that deck be? In this new world, because like, you know, you look back, people all the time are like, hey, man, like, how come Sahili is banned? Like, that deck was strong because it had Oko, it mm-hmm. had um, Veil of Summer, it had Once Upon a Time, it had all these really powerful cards. Is it still a problem? Um, so it'd be really cool if we had something similar for Pioneer where we could go back and look and say, hey, is this deck still going to be overpowered or was it just because of the other cards at the time? Like, how much has the meta gotten stronger, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of wanted to go and, like, uh, look at that and just talk about, like, what some decks would look like right now if cards got unbanned. And I, and I think, I don't know about you, but I was kind of focusing on, like, cards that people are kind of saying, like, yeah, this card, you know, doesn't seem that unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it was a long time ago that it was banned. Could, could this deck, could this card come off the ban list? And, uh... If we did have an event like this on MTGO, what what might the gauntlet look mm-hmm. like for Pioneer? Like what kind of decks would you face and what other people would be playing? Sure. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's what the ban list gauntlet would be. Uh, I think it would be a good exercise, you know, and how can I say, just, you know, seeing, you know, kind of like a pre-unbanning, you know, type type events I think would be great because I think they've done stuff like this in arena before as well where well they ban certain cards 
and allow others. But I guess that's that's totally different. Never mind. That's for th- yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little bit similar, but yeah, it's a little different. You know, Arena does do that a little bit more, where it will play with formats and kind of give you yeah. a special version of a format without this card um, or this without is... that card or with this card. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm guessing you want us to start off with some some deck lists. Uh, talk about you know what deck you would play in this uh, Pioneer Gauntlet and what banned card you'd use. Yeah, and it may not be a strict deck list, but uh, if you want to talk about, so what was a banned card that you're like, hey, you know, I'd be willing to try this and see what a, what a deck would look like, or I'd love to see it in the gauntlet. I'd like to see Smuggler's Copter back. I feel like we got a lot of good artifact hate and and you know early removal and stuff like that for it. And so if I was going to play that in any deck, I would like to see that like in a, a black red Arcanist build, just because. Hmm. You know, you have all a whole bunch of one drops. I mean, um, you know, of course, Dreadheart Arcanist. You have Citrus Supplier. Uh, if you're playing Pyromancer, all the one one tokens that you make uh, would uh, be able to crew it. You'd also be able to uh, uh, play Kroxa and crew it before it uh, dies, or you can discard a Kroxa. And of course, any of the um, the one mana spells that you're putting into the graveyard would be able to. Uh, how could you say uh, Dreadheart Arcanist would be able to get those back as well? So it seems like it would create good value, but not overly strong. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot of combo decks and a lot of unfair decks in the format now, and a card like Smuggler's Copter would be fine. But what do you think? I think it might be a little strong. So that, that's interesting that you went first to um, thinking about Blackbird Arcanist. Um, if I were going to think, well, I, I guess that actually makes sense because probably it goes in a lot of places. Yeah, and exactly. Pretty much any Luris deck is where I'd be looking at it. Yeah. So, like the first one that came to mind for me would have been Blue White and Soul. Yeah. Um, just because if you put an Insul artifact on a Smuggler's Copter, it keeps the flying, it keeps the ability yeah. to loot. Um, that's really powerful. You know, that deck has a lot of one power creatures, you know, things like the Ginger Brutes mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just random things that can crew it, Heart of Kirin. Um, would it, that seems like where I would go first. Would it make you know, th- those are all not not Heart of Gear and um, Hope of Gear? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, would it make uh, Insul like tier zero? You think or tier one? Would it would it be that good? It's an interesting question, and I think that part of what got Copter banned was that it was in so many decks. Mm-hmm. Like you know, right now, if I'm looking at the format, I'm like, okay, well, here, let me let me pull up a uh, a meta game. But you know, I mean, like, like maybe is it Phoenix wouldn't play it, but like Burn, I think would absolutely mm-hmm. play it. I think any of the humans build would play it, especially ones that have Copter. Um, I think that Vampires or Mono Black would definitely play it. You know, Pyromancer could play it. Portable and Soul would definitely play is it. so good now, though. It's it's definitely you know we had only had Fatal Push before, but now like like I said, we got all the the red stuff that kills it. We have a lot of green creatures or green effects that destroy artifacts and stuff now. Uh, and then yeah, white well, white was was like you know missing. They had deck and stone before, but now, you know, it has you know. Oh sorry, it had deck and stone and chain to the rocks, and now it has portable hole and uh, fateful absence. So I, I think it, it could be ready. I, I do think that that's a big thing to point out. Is that that was always one of my complaints about um, Smuggler's Copter is that white had no way to answer mm-hmm. it at parity before it could attack. Um, now it can portable hole. That is a big addition for them. Uh, but as far as what you're saying about artifact hate, if you put copter into something like burn, like if you put into the red white burn mm-hmm. with Luris, it's going to be the only artifact in that seventy five. Yeah. Um. You you just can't bring in an artifact hate card. Yeah. You mean for that specifically, specifically? Yeah. And it's 
you know, it, it's a must kill card. It is like the most important card to kill yeah. in that deck, and you can't bring in hate specifically for it. So like that that feels really awkward. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that, I yeah. think that would be. I think Copter would be too strong to be unbanned. I do think that playing a Copter deck in this gauntlet could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Okay. You know, it'll be the aggro deck against a lot of probably comboy things because. Uh, that's, I think, what people expect. Okay. So how about you? What's your first deck uh, that you'd like? I think something that people would love to go back and see would be some blue-black inverter. Blue-black inverter? Okay, so... Yeah. Um, any um, new cards that you would add to that then? Because I think there'd be quite yeah, a so few. Yeah, so the thing is, they haven't lost much. Like, I don't think that blue-black has lost any other cards they were playing, really. Um, so it, it kind of weakens the playing field outside of them. Um, there's some new lands they can play. You know, they've got the Pathways now. They mm-hmm. have the Hall of the Storm Giants, I think, is good. Um, so they've actually picked up some small additions here and there. Consider would mm-hmm. definitely be an addition to the deck. That was very much a dig-through-time deck. And, you know, grabbing Consider or being able to just burn through your graveyard quicker, um, that would be a big deal. So I think the deck would be pretty much just as strong as when it went away. Um, the only place where I'm a little bit interested is if other decks got more hate to fight against it if it were back in the meta. Um, so a couple ones that I was thinking about is that like Go Blank could be really strong against this deck. Okay. If they're expecting to you know, play their inverter, go to a small graveyard, and then next turn um, go you know, play, play their win con, you can kind of mess that up a little bit with Thought Erasure. Um, you'll just get rid of, not Thought Erasure, uh, Go blank, just take out their entire graveyard mm-hmm. and uh, make it so that they have to find a way to put something in there. Maybe that's not perfect, but it's something. I was also looking at, um, it's not, is it, what was the uh, the blue-red from uh, Strixhaven, the blue-red guild? Uh, Prismari. Prismari, yeah. Prismari Command is another cool way that you can uh, mess with the deck because making the opponent draw two is a good way to kill your opponent mm-hmm. when they're on a... On this deck, you know, if they they play Inverter with no graveyard, then they go and play their Oracle. You just make them draw two in response and kill them. We we actually saw people playing some things like the uh, the Mill Land to make them die before their upkeep, in as hate for the deck previously. Um, Prismari Command seems like another effect to do that. I don't think that I do think that those effects are a little bit narrow to make it a winning matchup. Like mm-hmm. I still think. It would be a very, very strong deck. It would be a tier one deck, and it would probably be miserable because it's very hard to hate the combo. Um, but I do think that that would be a deck that I'd be interested in playing again. I'd love to, you know, just go back and play a little bit of it in the meta and uh, see how it would, would be. Would uh, Inverter be able to beat, you know, like Burn or Phoenix or um, I don't know Winota and stuff like that? I mean, the strong points that it, I mean. I know it had a lot of early interaction. It had Thought Season. It had, like, Fatal Push and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, was it re- reliably going off on turn four? You know, it's not really a turn four deck. It was a turn five deck. But yeah. it's it's a control deck. It's got, uh, you know, a few slots in the deck deco- dedicated to the combo. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is, you know, blue-black control is a winning deck right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. like, without this combo yeah. in it. Um, and if you have something that forces your opponent to really answer it, that that's a big uh, hurt on them. I mean, I think it would be great in a pioneer band gauntlet, though. Like you said, with uh, oh yeah, with perfect. It'd be perfect there. <laughs> I mean, you'd, it would just be people throwing haymakers all day. You know, big card yeah. after big card. But yeah, I could see that. Um, should I go next? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think my next deck, I want to, I'd want to try Mono Green Devotion with Leyline of Abundance. So Leyline got that banned. deck is it's dirty. <laughs> it's dirty. So uh, if you if nobody knows about it, I want to say it was it Leyline like a four mana. It's four yeah, mana, it's four mana it, uh, and if you have it, it, makes it that any of your creatures you tap for mana, tap an additional, yeah. uh, add an additional green, and it has an activation for I want to say uh, eight, like six and two green, and it puts a plus one plus one counter. Yeah, it's your six, six and two green, so eight total. And uh, of course, if people don't know what ley lines do, they go into play right away if you have them in your opening hand. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this, and they had the uh, the ever after card or whatever I think it was called. Um, from Eldraine, that was what kind of really... Oh, Once Upon a Time? Yeah, Once Upon a Time. There we go. And that kind of really broke things. Maybe just bringing that back would still be okay? I don't know. It would be really <laughs> strong enough because basically this deck... Uh, I remember when Sam Black was like playing it, you know, when the format first came out and he was grabbing like turn two Ulamogs or like turn three Ulamogs because you'd just get like you know, uh, two or three ley lines into a mana dork and then have, what, three mana from that and play a, a Nykthos and grab, like, six mana and get, uh, what was it, get a... Uh, you can Nissa, a Nissa and then untap, and then untap. Yes, and then, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then that adds mm, more mana because of the ley line. Mm, I don't know, yeah. man. We, we, we do have... I don't know. Yeah, a lot of two, lot of, lot of turn two Nissas um, yeah. in that format. Or, like, um, Vivian's and stuff. It, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. So I think that's still a terrifying deck. It would be a blast to play in the yeah. gauntlet. I, I will say that Mono Green, you know, Planeswalkers is definitely on the downturn right now. Yeah. Um, and the deck is also lost. You know, you mentioned Once Upon a Time. The other thing it did lose was Ballista, which was often yeah. kind of its payoff card. Yeah. But it'd still be able to get like a turn two or turn, sorry, like a turn three Ugin or something from its sideboard. Oh, actually, I don't know. Could it get it from the sideboard? I don't think it could. Um, that'd be this, tricky. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's possible with enough with enough mana. <laughs> you know, if you've got like two ley lines and a turn one dork, you can probably do something crazy. Um, but the, yeah, as far as like other cards that have been printed since this got banned, that would probably see play with it. Uh, Cultivator Colossus was a recent one that might see play in this deck. Mm-hmm. Um, Vorinclex, I think. You know, if you're making counters with stuff and you want to ultimate uh, Nissa right away. Or not Ultimate Nissa, but like uh, Vivian right away or something. You could do that. Maybe Turn Tibber Symbiosis. If you're making big mana early, you just grab like oh, yeah. a great card. You know, it's like what, nine mana? I think? No, it's three. Green. Seven. Or seven, I want to say. Seven, yeah. But like any of those big mana cards, maybe even Tolovar's Huntmaster would be good. Um, yeah, I could see that. I've seen Tolovar's in the sideboard of Mono Green Aggro decks. And if you wanted more mana dorks, you could even do like the Circle of Dreams Druid, the. Uh, the triple green that you could play turn t- turn two with uh, an elf in uh, you know uh, an abundance in play. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, you know this was it, this was a deck. It was the in the first round of bands, mm-hmm. so definitely has a lot changed since then. Um, but in the same way, not too much has changed. It's still going to be you know you want to play a turn one dork, you want to turn two burning emissary into yeah. uh, Nykthos, and then that's like eight mana. Yeah, yeah. So it's insane. It's an insane deck. Super crazy. But like you said, lots of fun, I think, if we were going to do a Pioneer Gauntlet. Yeah, and it's very linear. So I think it'd be perfect for this kind of thing where people are just trying to, you know, throw your haymaker and move on. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing Mono Red, and I know how fun it could be to get, you know, lane line, turn zero, and have all that mana available to you. Not as good as green, though. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, uh, what's your next deck that you would have in this uh, Pioneer Bandless Gauntlet? So the next one I want to go over, you know, it's kind of something that I think uh, Amit turned me on to, or maybe it was Martin. Um, we'd had someone on the show and we were like, hey, you know, uh, with, with a bunch of things banned, how, how good would Wrigglediness Reclamation be mm-hmm. if it came back? And they're like, no, it would be insane still. And so I, I went and took a look at it. I actually kind of like built a deck hmm. list and was, was trying it out. And it's still insane. It's just absolutely insane. So like, and the point I think that they made was Magma Opus being a new card. Yeah, they've recently six gotten. mana, right? Um, well, it's eight mana mm-hmm. normally. Um, you know, it's four damage, divide as you choose, uh, taps two permanents, makes a four four elemental, and you draw two cards. Um, but what's also really nice is that you can pay two, discard it, and create a treasure token. Um, you know, that's not the best, but it's nice when you're playing four Torrential Gear Hulk and you're able to flash this thing back. The other thing that's really nice is that you've got Growth Spiral, you've got Magma Opus, makes it very likely that you do some kind of acceleration on turn two. Mm-hmm. Turn three, you've got your Wilderness Wreck up, and you are, like, in the lock, ready to go. And, I mean, it's missing Uro, it's missing, um, you know, Nexus. Uh, would it be just Expansion Explosion, like a Timur build, you said? Uh, yeah, I was even just going, you know, blue-red. I, I don't even need Expansion Explosion. I feel uh-huh. like Magma Opus, it's plenty hard-castable, and most of the time is, you know, honestly, almost better value than Expansion Explosion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not too much has changed there. Yeah, they did lose Uro, but I feel like they've gained enough power with stuff like Magma Opus. And Shark Typhoon, um, The other one too, that's right? really scary... Yeah, I mean, they've always had Shark yeah. Typhoon. I think the other thing that's really scary that they've gotten recently is Holebreaker Horror as uh-huh, a sideboard card. Uh-huh. Um, maybe not maybe not main board, but I think sideboard. Um, that deck can be really crushing in some of like you know controlling mirrors, things like Phoenix matchups. And uh, h- how do you deal with that when they can you know they're going to untap their entire mana base? Everything's untapped. You know, all of their spells are instant speed. Yep. They've got a million counter spells and considers, and uh, it, it would just be a nightmare real quick yeah. to try and face a whole breaker horror out of a wilderness reclamation deck. Yeah, true, true. Scary. <laughs> All right, uh, I got one more that I'd like to talk about, if you don't mind. Okay, I've got at least one more, but yeah, we, we I mean, can you talk, can talk as many we, as you we want. can we can briefly talk on a couple. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I think my last choice would be uh, Monoite Devotion with Walking Ballista. Oh, very cool. Okay, I feel like Ballista died for um, Mono Green and uh, Heliod Sins and. I think maybe, you know, white, we always said white needed more power. That was the last good white deck, to be honest. Um, you know, we do have... I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, we do have, like, white-blue uh, in Soul now, and we have, uh, I guess we have white-black auras, and we also have, uh, you know, white-blue um, control. But they're not, I wouldn't say they're, like, the top, top. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Heliod Devotion was Tier 1 when it was um when it was a thing and if people you know don't remember what it did you know you you played a bunch of you know white white symbol cards with the uh three mana uh heliod that gives you a life whenever you deal damage um it gives you a possible yes yes and gain life and then you just gain you give life link to your walking ballista and then just ping people and it gains counter pings people gets counter and that's how it won the game um, there's been a lot of really cool cards that I would uh, add into this if it, if it was like in this um, gauntlet like uh, I think maybe Righteous Valkyrie might be alright since like you're getting all this life mm-hmm. and you can get uh, plus two plus two to everybody and you just keep your um, 
your ballista in there is a zero zero, you know, if you wanted to, because it would still be a. Two, oh, so that two. would make the combo more doable. Yeah. yeah. So part of the problem, you know, if you were trying to combo on one turn, you needed ballista on two counters yeah. and need that be able to give it lifelink. Yeah. So, so it just makes it a little bit more like redundant, a little bit easier to do the combo. I think uh, Voice of the Blessed, uh, that's the new one. I believe that's the the white white that you get a counter on it whenever you uh, gain life. And then, I don't know, what are the other ones? The Voice of the Blessed. I don't know if you remember the, the new uh, double white card. Voice of the Blessed. Let me check it up real quick. Which? It's the new card from... Uh, uh, Crimson Vow says, whenever you gain life, okay, yeah, it's 2-2, two, two, white, white, uh, spirit cleric. Again, whenever you gain a life, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. And if it has four or more plus one counters on it, it has flying and vigilance. And if it has ten or more counters on it, it has indestructible. Oh, 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 yeah, I thought that was the one called Voice of the Blessed. Which one are you talking about? That's why I said Voice of the Blessed. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think that would be a great card, you know, in this updated Mono White Devotion deck. Uh, Sp- uh, Skyclave Apparition I don't think was available either at that Ooh. time. Oh, wow, yeah, I don't think Skyclave Apparition or Portable Hole were out yeah. yet. Those are big additions. And also, um, um, I was going to say one more, the Book of the Exalted Deeds might fit in there. There we well. go. I, was like, I feel like you're missing the biggest thing yeah. for me that would be huge for that deck is Book of Exalted so Deeds. So you know, you're a life gain deck. yeah. You're, you're already a life gain deck. You've already got things like Arcanist, yeah. Owl, which can help find Book of Exalted Deed. And then, you know, you're, you're basically adding a second combo to the deck because all you would need is some kind of Mutavault mm-hmm. or Faceless Haven. Yep. And then all of a sudden you've got um, a ridiculous amount of ways to just yep. combo yep. in. <laughs> so, like, you're, you're having to fight. Yes. Yeah, that seems really nasty to me. Yes. Um so. And I think, you know, just the plus, the fact that Book of Exalted Deeds, that's three devotion for Heliod, mm-hmm. um, that's that's insane. <laughs> would you play this? I, I, weren't people playing this with Yorion at one point? I think I would. Um, I slightly prefer the Yorion versions. I think that's where people were, where people ended up towards the end of what people were doing with it, just because uh, it gave you some extra value, some longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two builds. I, I mean, I'd, I'd play the Yorion build just because... I want to enjoy playing all these cards. There's just so many. Yeah, cool I might cards. try building this just to see how fun it would be. But yeah. I bet it would be really nasty. Yeah. You, you have to make sure the mono works. You know, you're playing a lot of mono colored things true. with some man lands, but and Nykthoses. True, true. Um, yeah. So, what was your last stack that you uh, would enter into this? Uh, um, that's gauntlet. So, I think people have to, you know, have to bring it up just because people have been thinking about it is Sahili Rai. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like people have been like, man, you know, it got banned so early. It had all these unfair cards and it had Oko. Yep. It had uh, Once Upon a Time. It yep. had Veil of Summer. It had Teferi was a yep. huge one for yep. that deck, yep. honestly. Is it a card that could come off the ban list? Well, Sahili, you mean fell out, no. you fell out a Guardian, right? You're saying Yeah, fell out our Guardian. Yeah. So, yeah, they banned fell out our Guardian um, rather than banning Sahili Rai. That was a mistake, but um, it, it effectively banned Sahili Rai mm-hmm. anyways. Um, so Felidar Guardian coming off the ban list, what would that do? I think it would be broken. I think there, you could definitely break it. Um, so there's kind of two or three ways you could go with building a Sahili Rai deck. Um, what we saw in the beginning of Pioneer was a very kind of a, you know rampy mm-hmm. linear deck. It was playing, you know, turn one Monodorks so that it could try and get the combo out really quickly. It was protecting them with things like Oko, things like Teferi, yeah, things like Teferi the Veil of Summer. Yeah, was a pain in the ass. 
I do think that you would have to be a little bit more conservative now, being mm-hmm. more of a control deck that has the Sahili as a little bit of a backup. Um, and what I was looking at as far as a current shell to fit it in is the four-color um, Transmogrify deck. So maybe even using Luca instead of Transmogrify, okay. but either way, like, you know, there are so many things in that deck. One, it's a Yorian deck. Mm-hmm. I think people have underestimated how good Yorian is with Sahili because everything that you're playing is already a blink target. Mm-hmm. You drop in Yorian, you, know, yeah. you can copy Yorian, you can blink Yorian. Um, getting those extra Yorian triggers is pretty insane. And we were talking about that before when I was like, let's unban and fill out a Guardian. You're like, no, 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 not with Yorian, not with Yorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's honestly... And, and like so many of the cards I'm looking at, I'm looking at like a stock uh, list right now mm-hmm. for four-color Transmogrify. You know, like Birth of Miletus is new. Raven's yeah. Warning is new. Um, Fire's Invention, I don't think was around when... Fire's Invention? Yeah, I want to say that... No, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it went pretty early just because it was the whole when Eldraine came out in Oko. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it would have been out. I don't think people were playing it. But, like, Fire's Invention with Sahili's scary because you can play both pieces at once. Um, yeah, it was. It, I don't you, think it you know, found yet at that time, Fire's Invention. But, like, even just blinking things like your Agent of yeah. Treachery, blinking your uh, your Narset. So so that's why I was saying instead of Transmogrify, use the uh, Luka mm-hmm. because you minus on one of your tokens. And then you either find your Agent of Treachery or you find Sahi- uh, you know, Felidar Guardian. And Felidar Guardian can just flicker Luka and have him spin again so you, and then you're guaranteed to get an agent i mean like like i said before you know i hated that teferi coming out and just protecting the combo we have a lot of removal now i mean yeah but you, you, do you want to be signing in removal against this uh this deck like, that sounds and, miserable yeah hmm. <laughs> if you're bringing in shocks and well, fatal pushes and they're playing so uh, uh, the one the one card i just need to mention is Asika's chariot mm-hmm. you're going to be felidar guarding an Asika's chariot you're going to be minus two sahelian on an Asika's chariot and it's just so absurd mm-hmm. it's so absurd makes a copy so yeah, what you yeah, can do, yeah 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 yeah, so yeah, so Asika's Chariot comes into play. So okay, turn three you play Sahili, you tick up, you deal him one. Turn four, you play Asika's Chariot, uh. you make two cats, you minus two on Asika's Chariot, you get a copy, the original one dies because it is a legend, but then you crew the copy mm. with your you know, you now you have four cats, you swing with the copy, when it swings, it gets to copy a token. It's a token, so you copy itself. Now you've got six cats. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. You know, that that seems insane. It seems really, really insane. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's doing, it's it's strong, but it feels like it's doing less broken things than some of the other decks we've talked about so far. I don't know. I just feel like it could it could get very oppressive. Yeah. I think the other place you could go would be to play something like a blue-red control, you know, splashing a little bit white, or like mm-hmm. a, even a blue-white-black control splashing a little bit of red. Mm-hmm. Which we've certainly been seeing recently, you know, like who wants to be playing uh, against All Runs Epiphany when you've got Sahili Rai on the other side? Mm. Uh, I know Scary. there was another deck you wanted to talk about. I remember you, you said you wanted to talk about um, oh, the old school Lotus Field, right? Ooh, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't mind talking about Lotus Field. Maybe that one can be a pretty quick conversation just because um, the one thing that that deck really lost was it lost the... Um, the breach part of it, yeah. so it's a uh, what? What's the name of it? Underworld breach. breach? Uh, Underworld yeah. breach. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, so that card was absolutely unfair. <laughs> uh, each what it does is a two mana enchantment. Each non land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost equal to its mana cost. 
plus exiling three cards from your graveyard. Um, so you, it just let you replay your cards that untapped your mana repeatedly. Yeah. It let you replay. What you do is you just grab um, the card that mills you five for one mana. So you can play that plus a um, an untap, and that's netting you mm-hmm. a mana each time you do it. And that just goes through your entire deck, and you win the yep. game with a Thassa's Oracle, which you can also play from the graveyard. So that would be crazy. Yeah, and that deck's been a decent position route. It's been a good foil to a lot of good decks right now. Um, I don't know if it would be as strong meta-wise. I think it would absolutely be too powerful in the current meta. Um, In this gauntlet, I think it would be a cool deck because it's definitely attacking from a very different Mm. angle. Um, It'd probably still be very, very strong. There's one more card I want to talk about, and that would be uh, Field of the Dead. Ooh, yes, that one. That one, I, I feel like I needed more time if I wanted to look at a Field of the Dead deck. I would love to see something with Field. Um, it would probably be an Omnath deck. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. You just keep putting cards into play, and then you get a, you know token, 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 token. That I feel like that it just that, be, that seems good. <laughs> it'd be too broken. Just there's not enough good um, removal for for lands. No. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really hard to remove anything like that. You know, you're just playing some, you're playing just good cards. You're playing, you know, expressive iteration, Omnath. You, you'd rock your Golos, and you just basically make yeah. your land drops and win the game. I'm really <laughs> surprised we didn't get and Ghost that, Quarter in in the last uh, Innistrad sets. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like in the current meta that land removal is that important. Mm-hmm. You know, even when we had the uh, the Mutavault combo with Book of Exalted Deeds, mm-hmm. we didn't see that much land hate going on. Um, so I don't think it's too important. Yeah. If I'm looking at some other ones, you know, I don't know if we would want to include an Oops All Spells deck. It would only get one of the two banned cards. Um, mm. I don't know if that would make it unfair or not. Um, it, it could probably be, you know, that, that would probably not be that strong of a deck with only one of the cards. Um, I'm looking at, you know, I got to shout out Kethis. Um, it would not be good in this gauntlet because Kethis shouldn't be currently banned. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> giving them back only Kethis and not giving them, you know, Teferi or Uro, it would not be very strong. Yeah. Uh, Nexus of Fate would be you know, pretty obvious. What kind? You know, actually, that would be an interesting one because there wouldn't be, you know, you don't have Wilderness Reclamation as well. You'd kind of have to use something like Teferi to untap your lands. Uh, and then you're more of like a Bant Turbo Fog. That's probably not a great deck, we, but it'd be a little bit of fun. Isn't there already like an extra turns deck? I mean, not really. I know someone's been talking. I want to say I don't know it's a Tyrant of Tales or something that's been talking about his uh, Ugin's Nexus deck. Oh yeah, that, I mean that's that. pretty different. Yeah, it's like a black green, and you sacrifice Tavraska. But but yeah, anyways, um, I'll shout out <laughs> Once Upon a Time as well, just because yeah. I think that one would be. So Once Upon a Time, where Once Upon a Time was most unfair is in Monodork decks. Yeah, um, if you have Elvish Mystic plus Lana War Elves plus Once Upon a Time. It, with mulligans it's something like a 95 percent chance you can have a turn yeah. one elf so i think the best once upon a time deck if we did it in a gauntlet would be winota it yeah it, i mean it allowed um <laughs> decks to run so few lands and just run all gas yeah so yeah all gas uh all gas and guaranteed turn one elf mm-hmm. um that seems absurd all right well any other decks or cards you'd like to see um, that you'd enter into I this think, band list deck, or sorry, into this band list tournament? I feel like you could include an Uro deck, probably like a Sultai um, Delirium. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the most like fair Uro deck, wasn't depending on any of the other band cards. Mm-hmm. I would have a lot of fun with that deck. I think that would be a nice control, 
you know, if, if you want a control deck in this, uh, you know, you're building a gauntlet with the idea of these being played against each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's a deck that has a lot of answers. It might be just kind of a uh, a fun, you know, I want to be the guy playing the, the Jund of the format. Yeah. Play something grindy. Yeah. Uh, an Uro deck would be would be a blast there. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm good. Um, if you want to move on to okay, the next yeah. topic. Yeah, so we do have another little topic that we wanted to include in today's show is um, the other news we've had. You know, we were just looking a little well, at what's going before on before that. Modern on MTGO. I was gonna say before that. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit more about cards we want to unban? Oh, okay. So like we we've talked about this banned list gauntlet. Do we think that any of these decks or any of these cards could straight up be unbanned? I think the list. So I will say Kethis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kethis for sure. Um, maybe nexus of fate but i don't think they would do it because it would be miserable those would be the only two i'd be looking at yeah i i think ballista is fine i think you know we have we have enough hate and i think there's an a, a, there's enough there's maybe not enough's the correct word but there's a lot of other choices out there a lot of other deck choices i think that are equally as powerful but you know they can kind of keep it in check does that make sense yeah, yeah, I really miss Ballista. I do I do wish we had Ballista. I do think that I'm leaning towards it being too powerful. Maybe I'll go and test it. I'll go and uh, you know, just jam I ping uh, all these mana white against some again. things. Yeah. It, There's a lot of other decks other than the unfair mm-hmm. deck that would love to play it again. Um, but I think it's mostly the unfair deck that would actually play it. Like uh mono white devotion, yeah. Yeah, so if we can ban hey Heliod. ban uh Ben Heliod, give us Blizzard. Please, because Heliod, he's not seeing play at all right now. He's not even. You take him out of the, um, the thing, and then you can put Ballista back in like 40 bit, decks. A couple people playing like green white uh, life game. Yeah, who cares? But yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty much not. not but play. you know what I mean? It's like Ballista is just such a fun card, and you see he's playing is. so many decks, and like. Like you said, I mean, we talk, I think I said this way back in the day. They basically banned ballista because they didn't want to ban new cards that had just come out you know in sets you know in, in their their new sets mm. they didn't want to you know have people have to take out all their heliods or whatever nobody cares now get rid of your heliods bring back ballista so that's my yeah my let's do it but yeah you said kethis all right yeah yeah kethis yeah absolutely it, it would not at all be um yeah it would be okay i don't think it would even be like I'm not gonna say it wouldn't be strong. I think it would be yeah. medium. It would be not a tier one deck right now. Um, not not by a long shot. It wouldn't be oppressive either. You know, I'm sure I've given this rant before. The mm-hmm. big thing that made Kethis so good was the fact that it had a great backup plan and it had main deck answers to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard to play hate cards against the deck because they would just bounce with the fairy mm-hmm. and win mm-hmm. that turn. Um, they've lost a fairy. They've lost all of their answers to hate. Yeah. So you can just play something like a you know rest in peace and the deck really doesn't function. Yeah. Um, they also lost their backup plan, which was to just bring Uro back from the graveyard. Yeah. They were, you know, always filling their graveyard, made Uro very strong as a backup plan so they could beat down if you're, you know. So now if you, you know, Slaughter Games, their combo piece, they don't have any backup plan here. So I think the power level of the deck's only gone down a medium amount, mm-hmm. but the flexibility of the deck has gone down an enormous amount. Yeah. It would be very easy to hate Kethis yeah. if you needed to. Totally agree. Then it, it would add some versatility and variety to the format. And I don't know if we need that. I mean, we have pretty... I know people are saying that they're... I know everyone's saying that Phoenix is like the the big thing. 
and people are kind of sick of Phoenix. But I don't think we need a band of Phoenix. Like you said, we just need a couple other decks that can give Phoenix a run for its money. And like you said, Kethis, um, you know, like I said, Walking Ballista. I think that's what the format needs more than any banning. Stop banning stuff and just let other stuff in. <laughs> sure, yeah. Let's go for it. Um, but yeah, anyways, the last parts uh, of today's topic. You want to introduce that real quick? Okay, yeah. So I was starting to say, you know, we talked about this ban list thing, or this ban gauntlet on Modern in MTGO. If we go to the other side of the world, we've got something going on in Historic on Arena, is that they've introduced this new format called Alchemy. And, um, it will, I, I don't know, people have mixed feelings on it. I don't hate it as a concept. I don't like that it's affecting Historic, um, if I cared about Historic. Yeah. Uh, what, what it is, it's a new format that's it's basically standard. It'll be rotating with standard, and it has arena-only cards mm-hmm. that will be released with every set. Uh, it also has arena-only rebalancing. So they can just take a card and say, hey, this was too strong. Let's nerf it. Hey, this card was too weak. We'd like to see it be a little better. Let's buff it. And mm. uh, those will affect alchemy and historic um as well as the new cards will be playable in historic so we're kind of like what what would it do if we did something similar with pioneer you know this is fully just a thought experiment of like hey what what would happen if they uh instead of banning cards if they could just fix them what might they do Mm -hmm. like how could we fix the really Um, really broken cards like for example yeah yeah like for example if um smuggler's copter was a two three instead of a three three would that be Mm -hmm. fine Maybe give it crew two as well, just to okay. really balance it out. But yeah, okay. E- even just if you just made it a crew two and made it a three three, might be okay. Okay, all right. So yeah, I mean, do you want to go over a couple of these uh, these cards and, s- and tell me how you would fix some of them to make them a little bit more fair? Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, you know, people have talked about how Oko could be changed, and you know, it, it definitely needed some work. Like probably the. Um, we actually might have seen something like this on Arena. Like the the ability to turn something into an elk probably should have been a minus. Mm-hmm. The create a food token probably should have been like a plus one, or it should have started at like two or three loyalty instead. Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably be enough to fix Oko, at least make him somewhat reasonable outside of playing along with Goose. Um, Field of the Dead. How about it only triggers once? Would that be too, sorry? Would that nerf it too much? You think if it only triggers huh. once a turn? For Field of the, Maybe, Field of the Dead. That would kill it, I think. Because you could still um, have multiples it, in play. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe the other option would be to make it legendary and mm. or make the zombies come into play tap. Okay. Yeah, it's true. I think that I think both those things would uh, help nerf it quite a bit. Okay, okay. Well, what else? What other uh, cards? I don't know how you fix Uro. Uro just seems insane. <laughs> uh, you probably have to add mana to it, make it so that you... I think I think what I've heard with Uro is like maybe if you made it that instead of putting the land into your hand, like you reveal the top card and if it's a land you put into play, otherwise you just don't do anything or something like mm. that. Like you know, instead of making it automatic card advantage and life gain and a card from your hand into play, like make it if it's that card you could put it into play. Mm. I think just get rid of the three life because a draw card is blue and to put the land into the battlefield that's green. You don't need yeah, maybe. a third effect something like that um what's another one uh nexus of fate how about you just get rid of the if it's put into their your graveyard from anywhere shuffle it just make it a take an extra turn seven mana instant and then it just exiles itself in exile yeah after after you cast it 
yeah, that probably works. That, that's sad. Then it's not fun anymore, but it's uh, still seven mana <laughs> instant, you know, take a turn. Yeah, I think a lot of these cards would be fixable. Yeah. You know, like I think if I saw Wilderness Reclamation fixed on Moto was something like, you know, maybe it was four or five mana and it's just like untap mm-hmm. a certain number of lands instead of untapping all of them. Yeah. Um, did they fix? How about Veil of Summer? Veil of Summer always seems like a good card. Well, you take away the draw card, and it's a card that sees play in older formats, basically. Yeah. Uh, um, did you have any cards? What What about going the other way? I don't know if you actually looked at any of these, but like, were there any cards that you're like, "Hey, you know, this is a card I always wanted to see play, mm. but they made it too weak for no reason. It's a cool design." Like, I've actually felt this way about a lot of recent cards. Is that it's like you know, well, the latest set Vow has a lot of really cool cards, but they're just not priced to be powerful. Yeah. Like. What would happen if we, you know, took a mana cost off of one of these things or something, or uh, you know, gave it another piece of power? I think. Um, was there anything like that that you looked at? I think that sounds like another topic altogether. Ooh, okay. I think we could do a okay, whole mi- topic mi- on, you know, like what cards are almost good <laughs> enough and how would we make them better? I think that sounds sounds better. Okay, yeah, we we focused this episode on the ban list. Yeah. This is more about like how could we fix the ban cards by just nerfing them. Maybe if you guys like this topic, let us know and we'll talk about it some other time that we'll be like, "Hey, what are cool designs mm. that if they made them better, yeah. you know, if they just designed them better, they would be powerful yeah. and they would be a, a great thing to play." I feel like I've mentioned ones before. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's definitely some out there. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always, yeah. I guess some of it just comes down to some, I don't know if they're poorly designed, but it's like maybe it's just that uh, there's just too many answers for it. Like, uh, was it the Warden of the First Tree? It's just, you know, being one mana is just so bad in 1-1, even though it has some great abilities. Maybe it's just the color, you know, that it was printed. Maybe that's the problem. But something like that, you know, we could talk about. Yeah, maybe. But anyways, I'm good. Uh, I think uh, that really uh, satiates. Or even things like, I bet there's there's bet there's ones that are like, you know, once a turn. Yeah. If it didn't say once a turn, it'd be awesome. But okay, yeah, we'll, we'll think about that as a topic for another time. But we're going to bring it to the end of our show. Yeah. If you guys like this, you know, let us know. It would be great to let us know whether you want to hear this or let us know, hey, this sounds like a dumb idea. Talk about something more important yeah. like the meta. I don't know. Anyways, we are the First Pioneers Podcast at Twitter at MTG Pioneer. Um, that's a great way to reach us and to follow us as well as has a link to our discord where you can get more information yeah. on us. Yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, uh, this really satisfied my, uh, talk, my, my want to talk about the ban list. Um, I'm going to mess with, uh, with your ballista deck though. Yeah. See what we can sounds do. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter as well at, uh, yo Japan hobbyist. And yeah, uh, again, if you think other cards should have came off the ban list, come into the discord and uh, join the discussion absolutely thank you guys so much for listening hopefully you enjoyed this content we are the first pioneers podcast we look forward to being your go-to source for pioneer information online as well as some weird things like this which are not related to pioneer information and kind of just us spitballing weird ideas anyways we are the first pioneers podcast and we are schlooping out see you on the frontier